We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Our normal co-host Adam is honeymooning in Spain, so I'll host. My name is Ryan Belangi. I write uh, a lot of the soccer content at Rotowire and play a ton of the soccer contests on DraftKings. I am joined by the great Jordan Cooper, the creator and author of the Theory of DFS Masterclass. I learned a lot from Jordan when I first started playing DFS, and you could too. I highly recommend checking out his stuff. Uh, we're here to talk about Saturday's EPL slate, uh, but first, are you looking for NFTs that are both fun and have actual utility? Try So Rare, the largest NFT-based fantasy game. You can collect, trade, and compete with officially licensed digital cards of soccer players from over 180 clubs on So Rare. That's S-O-R-A-R-E dot com. All right, Jordan. Um, we got a five-game slate today or for Saturday. That's a little bit different than the slates we've seen recently because there's um, a lot of big favorites on this one. You want to give us a quick breakdown? I think uh, the overview of this slate, uh, yeah, this, these are the slates that I don't like. <laughs> Right. These are like I like the slates where it's like, ah, it's like a five game slate and it's all 10 teams that are not very good playing against one another. No, we got uh, we got uh, three big teams as big favorites. Uh, we got Man City playing at home as a minus 700 favorite against Crystal Palace. We got uh, Liverpool playing at home minus 450 favorites over Brighton. We got Chelsea on the road away to Newcastle as a minus 275 favorite. And then we got like the two like kind of pick them games. Uh, Burnley at home, slight favorite. This is very close. Plus 160 against Brentford. And uh, Watford are road dog, are a home dog. Southampton are favored on the road. Away to Watford plus 130. And of course, those are the two games with the lowest totals. And the games with the highest totals are pretty much all one-sided. So the implied goal score uh, goals for Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea are all above two. And the win percentages are Chelsea 69, 
Liverpool 77, Man City 82, and they're hovering close to around a 50% clean sheet percentage. So uh, cash lineups, uh, I mean, if we talk about just, it's a great GPP slate. Yeah, Ryan, you have to admit that there's probably, you could probably, there's probably 10 plus players on the slate that if they scored two or three goals, you would not be shocked. Right. The problem is that in cash games, uh, they're all expensive and you can make a lineup with none of them that has a nice high floor and uh, you could still lose by 40 points. Yeah. So let's, yeah, let's, let's start with uh, cash games. Um, I made a lineup that um, just has one Liverpool player and one Man City player. Um, and yeah, I'm a little worried about not having enough exposure, but the salaries, you know, Salah, Salah, 12,300. Let's start with him. I mean, that, that, that's a lot. That's the most, uh, that's the most expensive we've seen anyone uh, price this year. Do you think he's viable in cash games? And do you think people will play him in cash games? Uh, no and no. I think at 12 3, the only, the only, he can only, pretty much he needs two goals, right? If he scores one goal at 12 3, you probably don't need him. Uh, I don't think he's going to be that popular with the way the salaries are constructed on this slate. I think uh, the cash construction most likely. It probably has three defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, obviously, at least has two. But I think you're, I think you're paying up at defense uh, in cash. Yeah, games. I think so too. Um, I wanted to just play Ben Chilwell and Trent Alexander Arnold in cash. Um, they both seem a little bit underpriced, but it's still a lot of salary to spend on defense. Do you like rostering both those guys or? Do you want to save some money? Because there are some other guys below them that could be played too. Uh, I mean, we'll get to defender, but I think I'm more likely sure, to okay. play them. The, the, the key to this slate is the forward position. I mean, it, okay. it has to be. We'll start so, it forward we, since that's that's what we normally do. Right. So at the top of forward, we have all the guys that have high ceilings. We have Salah. Okay, so for Liverpool... Most likely, it's going to be a lineup of Salah, Mane, and Firmino. Maybe Jota instead of Firmino, but still Jota's uh, 7,600. Firmino's 8,400. Mane's 93. Salah's 12,3. Then we got uh, the Man City guys. Phil Foden, 10,5. Gabriel Jesus, 8,300. That's forward eligible. I don't think Sterling plays. Uh, we got Bernardo Silva there. He may start in the midfield instead of Gundogan for 6,900. And then we got the Chelsea guys. Now, Lukaku's out and Werner's out. So most likely uh, Kai Havertz is going to lead the line for Chelsea. And he's 7,800. Uh, all these guys, if we look at the goal scoring odds, Salah's minus 200. Uh, Jesus minus 115. Mane plus 100. Uh, Havertz plus 125, Firmino plus 135, Foden plus 140. And then we're getting down to more midfielders and stuff. Uh, I'm not, it's it's weird to say, I'm not, like Salah at minus 200 is nice, but you're also paying 12.3. If Salah was at the same price as like these other guys, you know, 9,800, 10,000, I 
say that he'd be more in play for cash games, but the way that, that these teams kind of like spread out the ball, it almost, it's weird for me to say that if I were to play any of these guys in cash, I think I'm more likely to play Jesus or Havertz than, or Foden. If I'm paying all the way up. Yeah. Uh, then play guys like Mane and Firmino play the Liverpool guys. Um, uh, I mean, Havertz has no floor. Jesus pretty much has no floor. Uh, Foden has a floor, but then you're paying 10-5 for it. So so what are your thoughts? Like in cash games, do you think that yeah. it's necessary to pay up 10-5 for Foden? I don't know about necessary, but um, yeah, I would definitely fade the Liverpool guys. Like you said, Salah's just too expensive. Um, doesn't really make sense to play Mane or Firmino. And I would probably fade the Chelsea guys too. I mean, I understand paying, I understand going to Havertz leading the line for 7,800. He has pretty good goal scoring odds, but like you mentioned, no floor. So I think Foden would be the guy who I'd spend up for if I was going to spend up. Um, And I think you can, depending on what you do elsewhere, there's, there's a, a cheap midfielder, at least one cheap midfielder that we'll talk about later. But yeah, I I like Foden. I mean, taking at least half the set pieces, just as much, you know, goal scoring upside as anyone on the slate besides Salah, probably. Um, but no, I don't I don't I mean, I don't think it's necessary, but I mean I think you want to have somebody uh with some upside, somebody from one of these big teams. What do you think? I don't, I'm not sure if it's necessary, if the goals are going to be spread out. I mean, essentially you're, you're dodging like 20 plus points from someone, mm-hmm. but if Man City scores three or four goals and it's through multiple people, if all these teams score like that, there may, none of these guys may have, you know, if Phil Foden get, has 19 points at 10, five, like that, that's fadeable. I can make that up. I can, because obviously if you play him at 10, five, you're going to have to sacrifice the rest of your lineup also. And uh, Jesus and Havertz, if they don't score, I mean, you're getting like five points. I mean, like, like you're you're not in good shape. So, like scrolling down, like from a traditional floor standpoint, like we got McNeil at sixty six hundred versus Brentford. We got Cucho Hernandez with uh, with Emmanuel Dennis out. Uh, he's going to be playing wide. He he ended up taking like all the corners, the last game that Watford plays, Danny Rose is going to be back though. So I don't know if that continues, but it's 6,400 at home against Southampton. Like I have no problem with that. You still have Maxwell Cornette. If he plays, I think I'm more likely to still play McNeil than Cornette. Uh, then we get, if we go all the way down, uh, Chris Wood is 4,300 and his floor is the same as Havertz other than obviously having poor goal scoring odds. Yeah, but if you can get a goal for 46, 4,300, you want to purely punt it forward. I don't think you're punting it forward only because I'm not sure if there are if you're spending that far up in the midfield, especially twice. I don't think you're spending up twice in the midfield, so I don't even think that someone like Wood is is needed. But like my natural inclination is to play McNeil or Hernandez or even Ismaili Sar at seven thousand. Because they have lower goal scoring odds, but they have higher floors than 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 you know maybe not as high of a floor as Foden, but Foden's ten five, but definitely a higher floor than Jesus, definitely a higher floor than Havertz, higher floor than Firmino or Jota. So like 
just understand that, you know, if all those three teams score five plus goals or something like, like someone's going to be owned and they may be spread out. I, I just, I just think that outside of Foden, I think the ownership is going to be spread out enough that. Yeah. I you're, agree. You're I probably, think... you're probably playing one of these guys at least. You're probably, you're probably not playing something like Foden Jesus or Foden Havertz or Jesus Havertz either. You're probably, you're probably playing one of, of Saar, uh, McNeil, Hernandez, you know, some, some, one of these types of guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So I had a, I had a lineup with Foden in and it had expensive defenders as well. And then I was having to play Chris Wood, but you know, you you don't love that. Uh, I like these mid range guys that you mentioned much more. And I think, like you said, the ownership is going to be spread around enough at the top where you're not going to get beat by anyone probably other than Foden. And he have to really go off. Like you said, you can, you can have 19 or 20 points from Foden and still be okay in cash if you don't have him. Um, those mid-range guys I like. It's kind of weird to say, but I think, uh, yeah, Cucho Hernandez, he'd probably be the first one in my lineup. Um, yeah, Danny Rose is back. Might take a few of the left-sided corners, but I'd, I'd guess that uh, Hernandez still has half of them. Um, and, you know, he has some open play upside too, and he's played 90 minutes uh, in consecutive games. So, yeah, that's where I would go first. Um I agree. I think McNeil is definitely viable. Um, I thought he was cheap last week and he's even cheaper this week for a, for a home matchup with Brentford that, um, you know, Brentford have been good, but it's still one of the better spots that, that Burnley will find themselves in. Um, yeah. Sar, I, I just, I guess I just had sort of overlooked him, but now that he's like, this might be the cheapest he's been all season. Yeah, it looks like the cheapest. This is this is the cheapest he's been since week one. Yeah, I think he's in play too. It's a little weird that he subbed off at 64 minutes last week in Claudia Ranieri's first or second game in charge. I mean, I'd still expect him to play 90, but it's somewhat concerning. Um, but yeah, I think there's enough in this mid-range um, where you can just sort of go balanced, like you said. Uh, would you have any interest in playing like the heavy underdog guy, like someone like Pascal Gross at 6,300 or just mm. that Liverpool's going to have too much possession that like if Gross's values comes a lot from set pieces, like how many of Brighton going to have a way to Liverpool? Yeah. And this is going to be jumping the gun a little bit, but Sally March is 3,400 at midfield and he took more set pieces than gross last week um like significantly more i don't have the exact numbers in front of me but yet gross finished with two crosses and played 72 minutes so yeah i mean i guess we can move to midfield i mean is there anything else at forward um no i wouldn't play one of those underdog guys when we have you know guys at home like hernandez and mcneil that are um pretty favorably priced um now midfield to me midfield is interesting from the fact of like do you need to play De Bruyne at 10,000 anymore no you were uh you were ahead of it last time I got bailed out I got bailed out with his goal uh yeah no I don't think you need to play De Bruyne just because you know if he was taking all the set pieces then yes of course but he's like not even taking half of them most times um 
if Gundu if Gunduin is not in, you know that's good for De Bruyne. But Foden's going to split with one of them either. De Bruyne and, and Grealish could be in. I mean, like to me, I look at the Man City set pieces as like not even. I don't even concern myself with them at this point anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I like. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you for the most part. I do like when when only one of Foden or Mares plays. Um, since since they're they're, they're left footed guys, if only one of them's in, you can count on the other one, or you can count on that player to have like at least half the sets. So I'll still consider it there. But yeah, I agree with you. Don't need De Bruyne on this slate. Um, your boy James Ward Prowse is ninety one hundred. What do you think of that? I don't think he's necessary. I don't either. I think the floor is there. If you want to, you understand that when you're paying ninety one hundred on the road with James Ward Prowse, you're paying for safety of a floor. Obviously his upside, cause he'd get a penalty, a free kick goal, something like that assists. Uh, but I think on this slate, particularly it hampers your roster too much. I think like, so I'd too. much rather like looking at James Ward Prowse at 9,100. Like I'd almost rather play either. I, I'd rather not sacrifice a defender spot for him. Right. Like yeah. I almost, I, I, there are defenders that are cheaper, obviously, but still expensive. That I'd rather I'd rather play Trent just straight up. I'd rather play Trent Alexander Arnold at ninety one hundred than play James Ward Prowse at ninety one hundred. And Trent Alexander Arnold is seventy five hundred. So that should that should you know tell you all all you need to know. Most likely in the midfield for cash games, I'm looking in. I'm probably looking depending on if you play Foden or not. You'll play one or two mid range five to six k level midfielders. And then if you play Foden, you're going to have to find some cheapy, right? Or you're yeah. playing two of these guys. So, like, I'm looking in the mid-range, and I know he's boring, but he gets there. He gets 10 points seemingly every game. Ashley Westwood, yep. 5,900 against mm-hmm. at home against Brentford. Mm-hmm. That's that's not bad. And very similarly, a similarly boring player on the other side of the game is Matthias Jensen for Brentford, who's probably a better team than Burnley. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 5,400, like I have no problem playing both of them together. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, I think just, yeah, Ward 9,100 for Ward Prowse is it, it just it seems too expensive in general on this slate where there's going to be a lot of points and a lot of goals. Maybe if it was one where we had a bunch of low totals, um, you could use. You could use his safe floor, but yeah, I think it, like you said, it hampers your construction way too much. Uh, Yeah, I think both those mid-range guys are fine. Westwood or Jensen, similar players, decent prices, decent matchup for both. Um, I'd probably lean towards Jensen. I agree with you. Brentford's the better team and Jensen's uh, 500 cheaper. Now, I mentioned it before, but I'm okay paying 3,400 for Sally March even away to Liverpool. Um, it's a pun, but you have to realize that, I mean, it's, you're, 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 it's a, if you, if you get six points, like that's, that's, that's kind of what you're aiming for. Right. right. And he scored eight against city last week and he, and he took five corners, four or five corners uh, and scored eight floor points against city. So that's, that's encouraging. Um, yeah. So I think, I think just, in general, though, pay down or or, or go in this mid range at midfield uh, for cash games. It doesn't seem like a, a slate to spend up on with the with the options we have at defender. Right, I'm looking through it. Like I wouldn't even mind like punting with like 
Frank on- Onyeka. Okay. From Brentford. Yeah. I mean, more of a deep lying player, but I mean, they do play, they, they play a three, five, two. So like, he's not like purely defensive. Uh, but I'm like, I'm to me, like, if you're not, if you're not going to play, like I look at Westwood and uh, Jensen, Jensen and I go, if you're not going to play either of those two, just like, uh, just scroll all the way down. Just yeah. like, like the floor diff, like, like do it. Do it. Should I play Jared Kuchka at 4,700 when I could just play a guy lower? The interesting, the interesting people are the guys on the big, like underdogs, like Ryan Frazier at forty one hundred. Like they're at home, Newcastle. Like if he starts, like, but to me, Ryan Frazier is the same type of play as playing Solly March. So why not just go all the way down to thirty four hundred? So like, or maybe playing like Rodri or like a favored defensive midfielder for one of the bigger teams, and hopefully they walk into you know an assist or something. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, I have no problem. Like if if you at if you're playing that Foden build where you need a cheapy at midfield, like if you were to literally just wait till all the lineups came out and went to the midfield section and went to the lowest guy that has a green dot, I don't think you could be that far off, right? Right. I mean, because let's just take uh Westwood and Jensen for example like you'd be happy if they scored 10 points 10 points is basically what you want one of one of these cheap guys should get you four or five I mean and maybe more but let's just say you know four or five so you're, you're only giving up five points in order to you know play maybe an expensive forward or maybe two expensive defenders so yeah I, I think it makes sense to to pay all the way down um what about, uh, you know, I know you said you were going to use two of these guys, uh, two of these mid-range forwards, but I would maybe use a forward in the midfield spot uh, also. I mean, like McNeil, McNeil's pretty, McNeil's now almost the same price as Westwood. So, I mean, I'd almost rather just use him in a midfield spot uh, if you don't have him in a forward spot. I don't know. I think there's some. It's viable. I mean, it really depends on what you do with the rest of your lineup. It depends on how much you prioritize goalkeeper, how much you prioritize a three defender build. Because the three defender build is different defender. I mean, like we have we have defenders at different price ranges that you could play, but I like the defenders at the price range. It's weird. I like the defenders at the price ranges they are compared to the midfielders or forwards. Like if I could play five defenders on the slate, I would. Mm-hmm. And not even play like I'd rather like I dude, I I, I think I could play six defenders on this slate. More so than eliminate a forward and a midfield spot and just let me play six defenders instead. Like I, I I'll give that. I mean, like the defender position, Chilwell seventy seven hundred, Trent Alexander Arnold seventy five hundred, Reese James sixty seven hundred, Robertson fifty six hundred. Matt Ritchie, I guess, is viable even though they're playing as a big underdog at fifty one hundred. You also have Sergi Kanosh from Brentford at forty six hundred. That's playable. And then you even have the cheaper guys. You even have, you know, Danny Rose is 3,900 uh, if he's playing. Uh, and then I know I'm, I'm going, I'm just doing a swath of defense of all the price ranges. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on on who starts for Man City, like Laporte's only 2,900 and Stones is 2,500. And for like the largest favorite on the slate, they should not be that cheap. Yeah, Um uh, you said it. I think this is the the most loaded we've ever seen defender. Um, I wish I could play a lot of these guys, but yeah, I think it makes sense to have three. Um, so 
Will you play both Chilwell and Alexander Arnold? I mean, is that what you're looking to do, or are you going to go with some of these mid range options that might be pretty good too? I'm I'm looking. I mean, I'm building a lineup right here. Like if I build without, let's see, without without Foden, like I could play. Let's see, Westwood in here, Jensen in here. I mean, essentially, I could play. I could play Chilwell, Trent Alexander Arnold. Uh, and then it's no. I would still probably have, I could play Can. I could play Canos. And then a fifty-three hundred dollar goalkeeper, or go down to something like Laporte, and then play an expensive goalkeeper, and then probably move up a forward or whatever, do something like that. No, I think yeah. I think I'm more likely to play Chilwell. Why not? Take no, the yeah, guy I... that takes a majority of set pieces for one of the big favorites and a majority of set pieces for the other big favorites. And Man City, they split around set pieces so often that who cares? Like to me, to lock that in, and these guys have upside also. I mean, Chil- yeah. Chil- we've seen Chilwell and Ar- Anderson Arnold have 20 plus point games that I'm more confident in Chilwell and Trent Alexander Arnold getting to 15 to 18 points than anyone else on this slate, than like, than the forwards on this slate. So why wouldn't I prioritize them regardless if they're in the defender positions? Why wouldn't I want, why don't I want to play Chilwell, TAA and Robertson or Ann Kanosh or mm-hmm. Ann Reese James? Mm-hmm. Or instead of playing Arnold, I play Robertson, and then I play another. I mean, like, like for cash games specifically, like I don't care where the goals go to. Like if, if Chelsea's goals, one goes to Havertz, one goes to Mount, one goes Jorginho penalty. Like it's quite possible that Chilwell has more points than all of them anyway. Definitely, right? yeah. I mean, <laughs> Chilwell he scored in three straight games. Um, so yeah, I I'm with you. Chilwell and Alexander Arnold would be the first the first guys in my cash lineup uh, and then figure the rest out. Uh, yeah, use another one of those defenders, like you said, but both Joel and Alexander Arnold, I think should be, you know, should be more expensive, you know, 77 and 75 look, look like a lot, you know, it's more than we've seen, I guess, usually for defender, although sometimes we've seen guys get priced over 8k, but that's where these guys should be. Um, like you said, it's like they're, I mean, they both average over 20 DraftKings points. They're like guaranteed, you know, not guaranteed, but pretty certain to put up 15 at least uh, in great matchups. So, yeah. Here's here's TAA's game logs for the season. 21, 12, 18, 26, 20, 29, 15. And none of them are with a goal. It's ridiculous. And only three of them have an assist. Right. Yeah, so so there's upside for more, and it's a, it's like a plus plus matchup for for both guys as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'd start. Um, I guess real quickly, real quickly then to to goalie for cash games. Um, I'm interested to hear what you say. You know, three favorites at keeper, um, but you might not have the money. You also might have the money. I don't know. Are you going to spend up here at, at keeper in cash games? Uh, it depends on if you play, basically it depends on if you play Foden, mm-hmm. depends on if you play the punt midfielder. I think I'm more likely on this slate with three big favorites to pay up a goalkeeper. Uh, because you just don't want to lose out because what one of them, one or two of them is likely to do well. Right. Right. It's not, it's not a slate where 
well, there's one big favorite and then everyone else is the same. And it's like, well, if that one big favorite gives up one goal, like all the goalkeepers are pretty much going to be the same. Mm-hmm. The clean sheet odds for Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea are close enough that like you may pick wrong. Like, oh, I'm just going to pay, I'm going to pay Allison at 5,900. Brighton scores a goal and Ederson gets a clean sheet and there's a nine point difference there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you're going to pay down and not play one of these favorite keepers, you're going to need all three of them to fail. Right. I mean, like, or get enough saves that it doesn't matter. Remember, we're talking about the goalkeeper position. Right. So I think I'm more likely that either I play one of the three favorite keepers. I'm probably more likely to play Ederson and Allison at home than play mm-hmm. Mendy on the road. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, just go all the way down and play Guaita. And especially if I'm going to play a non-Foden lineup and have no Man City players in, correlatively, you know, if Foden's going to beat you in cash games, let's say Foden is higher owned in cash games, mm-hmm. well, Guaita is negatively correlated to that. So, like, you could you, you could you could do the, the thing where, like, you, well, Foden fails, you get a good Guaita game. But who knows? I mean, Man City could score four goals regardless if Foden has a good game or not. So, right. uh, but I think that's, that's the key. I think the goalkeepers are mispriced for their goal score. I think uh, if we take a look at the current odds, Man City minus 700, Liverpool minus 450, uh, Chelsea minus 275. Really, Allison and Ederson probably should be 6,600, right? And, and Mendy should be 6,200. And then it should go to the rest of the goalkeepers. So I'm... Um, I'm going to end up, I'm more likely than not, like we have that mid-range. So if I play a completely mid-range build and I have Westwood and Jensen in, it's quite possible that I take one of those two out. I take Westwood out to go down to a third, a 3K level midfielder just so I can mm-hmm. pay up a goalkeeper to like Ederson or something like that. That the yeah. difference is, do I need to get both of them in? And I think that's regardless of build, even if you're playing Foden. Because then the other thing is to, at the problem with like someone like Laporte or Stones, like if Stones is in, he's twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it, it's weird to say the opportunity cost of defense is very high on this slate. Right. Yeah. And you have I to agree. fill them. So it's like if Laporte is in my utility spot, like I would love to play Laporte or Stones in my second midfield spot. Right. But you can't. Yeah. But you can't. You have to play two midfielders. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm more likely to play a three K level midfielder. And make sure I get three great defenders and right. pay up a goalkeeper. And that would be an obviously in a non-Foden build. You wouldn't be able to do that unless you pay down twice at midfield. So you're going to play like Solly March and Frank Onyekia or whatever. So whatever, the two lowest type of thing. I'm not sure how optimal that is. But I think the opportunity cost at midfield is the lowest. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, Normally we'd look at sub 3k center backs uh, for city and think, think that's pretty good. But uh, if Laporte or stones, or if they score you four or five, it's going to be tough to make up if everyone else's defenders are scoring 15. Uh, so yeah, like you said, they don't look quite as good. Uh, maybe you could play one at util uh, if, if you're not going to use three defenders. Uh, but yeah, it also might be a mistake. Uh, yeah, okay. I for for GPPs, uh, Ryan, with, with the more interesting part for GPPs. Yeah, yeah. I I think there's two. Okay, here's. 
I think this is a very interesting GPP conversation. I, I, I have multiple thoughts. So let's let's start let's start with with the the first one. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's more advantageous in GPPs this late to stack or to pick pick the guys? So, like for instance, obviously the easier way is like there's three big favorites. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Salah. I'm going to get Jesus. I'm going to get Havertz. You know, like like picking the guys that score the most points out of those three teams. Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's more beneficial to say, I'm going to bet on one of the, I'm going to bet, I'm just going to play Salah, Mane, and Firmino. I'm yeah, just going to play Foden, Grealish, and De Bruyne or something. I'm going to play Havertz, Mount, and Chilwell. I mean, like something like, are you more yeah. likely to like bet on one team to score four plus goals? and just capture as many of those and possibly play five or six guys from the same team. I mean, I'm talking about even multi, like super stacking mm-hmm. where you're playing, you're playing the yeah, defender, goalkeeper, midfielder, two forwards, and just saying, give me Man City, give me Chelsea, give me Liverpool. Or you're more likely to, to, to say like, well, I think all three games are like three, nothing four nothing. And I just want to get the best scores out of the, the guy that has the brace. Out of all three of them, you're you're yeah. more you're less likely to be correct doing that. Yeah, but and is is that more beneficial than saying like I'm betting on one of these three teams scoring five goals and the other two to just being like one nothing type of games, and it's more beneficial to just take all the goals in one of them. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting question, a tough question. Um, my initial thought is that. I'd rather just pick a game, pick one team, one one game and sort of hope it goes off and hope the others don't. I mean, I think it's I, I you know, we have three favorite three big favorites here, but I think it's pretty unlikely that all three of them uh crush. I mean, we see we see these big favorites fail all the time. Um it'd be nice fail from a GPP perspective by the way. Thought right. they'll still win, it'll be 2 nothing. But it'll be an own goal and a substitute goal, right? Right. So and it's like you're sitting there with you know you're sitting there with the with the Mo Salah, and it's like he's sitting there with seven points, even though Liverpool won three nothing because it just didn't go through him, and he got an own goal, right? It had to hit off right. of someone. Else. I mean, so and when we say fail, it doesn't mean that the team doesn't win. Just that right. the stack, the players right. don't get the points. Right. And, 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 you know, it's possible that Salah can even score a goal and, and not be an optimal GPP play. Right. Um, So, yeah, I think you, you, picking and choosing is just so tough. You're right. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's much harder to do that. There's so many, I mean, if you, if you're playing multiple lineups, you just, you'd have to make so many combinations or just decide on like, a few guys that you're going to for sure fade. Uh, It's a risky strategy. If, whereas if you pick one team and like you said, you can even super stack one of these teams. Uh, Yeah. I think it's an easier route to win a tournament. If, if one of them goes off for five goals, Um, what do you think? No, I'm with you. I'm uh, on, on Saturday. It's going to be, it's going to be tough because there's an MMA card at 1030 in the morning. I know, like right, I know. right after that. So I, I may make some GPP lineups, but I think I'm more inclined. If I were to make three GPP lineups to make just like Liverpool onslaught, Man City onslaught, Chelsea onslaught, and then fit the best plays around them 
and just hope one of them gets there. The more interesting thing, how about instead of doing that type of strategy, we're talking about different types of roster construction strategies. Yep. You know what would be unique on this slate? What? I don't know if this is the, this is probably not the correct way to go from a ceiling standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, you know, we always like looking for cheap goals, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Wood, 4,300 plus 160. Shea Adams, because Brogia is not going to be playing. Uh, 5,700 plus 195. What do you think about playing two cheap forwards and then paying up for like KDB, Mason Mount, and James Ward-Prowse? And yeah, doing something um, like, like that. To me, that construction is going to be super contrarian. And if right. it just so happens that the goals are you play Grealish instead of De Bruyne, like you're basically paying up three times at midfield when most people aren't even going to be playing anyone paying up in midfield because those guys, they're going to be paying for the forwards because all these guys, De Bruyne, Mount, Ward-Prowse, and Grealish are midfield only eligible. So more people are going to be playing Foden and so all the forward eligible players to fill their forward spots that do you think a weird lineup like, like Wood, Adams, which which essentially you're not playing the favored goal scorers, but you're kind of playing for, for a big, you know, Mason Mount, you know, instead of Havertz scoring, it's Mount scoring. Instead of it's a Ward-Prowse penalty goal, it's a, you know, Grealish has a big game and Foden doesn't. Like, do you think that's worth it? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, um, Initially, like, it's similar to the strategy that I'll probably go with, which is instead of paying up at all the midfield spots, I want to use Chilwell and Trent and maybe another expensive defender for GPPs. Like, my my initial thought is to just fade $12,300 Salah Hope he doesn't score a brace. You know, he'll still be popular at that price in tournaments. And yeah, I plan on having at least one of these cheap forwards in every lineup. I mean, on a five game slate, there's going to be enough cheap forwards where at least one of them are going to score. I mean, we just saw last slate, Josh King, nobody played him. He's the cheapest on the slate. 4K, 4% owned, goes off for a hat trick. I mean, yeah, I like Chris Wood, Che Adams, sure, whoever. Um, but to your specific strategy, I like paying up at midfield in that strategy because like you said, no one's going to do it. Um, Mason Mount, he's basically playing forward with, uh, Lukaku and Timo Werner out. Uh, he had a hat trick last week. So yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but no, yeah, it's, you know, you mentioned at the start that you don't love these slates. I don't love them either because, you know, you have to take some stands where you're just going to be dead. If, uh, you know, the, the forward you don't play scores a brace or scores a hat trick, you're just dead. So, you know, you're going to have to do that. I'll probably do that with Salah. I'll probably do that with a couple other guys. Um, but I still think it's the way to go because it affords you leverage to construct lineups like that. And I just think these guys will be probably a little higher owned than they should be with people wanting to get exposure to such big favorites. No, I agree with you. Like I, like on, on, on Saturday, like I'm not going to have any Salah. I'm not going to play Salah in cash. I'm not going to play Salah in GPP. If I even play, Mm -hmm. right. This seems like a slate I would want to play, but it just, that MMA time. It's like, I got to make my MMA lineups. I know it's going to be tough. I know it's right. going to be tough. Not, not used to having a 10.30 a.m. Uh, 
Eastern right. uh, MMA card. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I, uh, it's easy to second guess yourself. Like if you're going to try to like a lot of times on, on slates where there aren't like big favorites uh, as to this extent, you'd play like the three man type of stacks, the defender, midfielder forward, you know, you, you pair, you do something like Cancelo and Jesus and, you know, and the goalkeeper. And that's like a little stack. And then you do another one, the defender with another forward. You play Lowton plus Wood. You know, you do stuff like that. I just, I, I think it's, it's, it's more likely that taking four or five guys from one team will score you enough points that unless, I mean, you could make, I mean, the amount of combinations of all of these players in the three favorites will you can make thousands of lineups. I mean, like mm-hmm. it's, it's to the point of stupidity, mm-hmm. uh, which means Saramek is probably going to do that. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's just easy. I think, I think you're not going to be giving up that much unless obviously you miss if the, w- the way that you miss with the stacking strategy on this slate is if two guys get hat tricks in two different games. Right. Right. Then, yeah. Right. Right. Then you're, you're dead. Even, even a brace in two different games is fadeable. Possibly. Yep. You probably yeah. would want both of them. But if, 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 if the goals, if no one gets two goals and all these games play out similarly, mm-hmm. I think the st- the stacks, the differences between the stacks may not be that dramatic. And it's just easier to get that than pick out the goals. Cause we even may have goal scores that may not even outscore other plays. Like I think that your, your sharp take is that the, def- those high price defenders like if they get involved in any goal are going to be more worthwhile than any of the other players on this entire slate. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because yep. Like the, cause they have a goal's worth of points as a floor. Right. So yeah. they could like, if no one scores more than like, let's say Salah scores one and Foden scores one, we name all these players. They all score one. They're probably sitting somewhere around 15 to 18 points. These guys right. don't aren't shooting eight times or you know whatever they're sitting around eighteen, right? Well, Chilwell and Alexander Arnold could get to eighteen without scoring a goal at all, right? So it's like so, in order for any of these guys to the forwards, the high price forwards to pay off over Chilwell and Trent Alexander Arnold is by scoring a goal. By out the only way to outscore the defenders is by scoring two of them, right? right? And yeah. then if Salah if Salah scores one goal, let's say Salah scores a goal. Mane scores a goal. Firmino scores a goal. And Trent Alexander-Arnold has two assists. Mm-hmm. Trent Alexander-Arnold is actually sitting there with 33 points. Mm-hmm. And all those other guys have 18, right? Right. And, so it actually yeah. makes it more worthwhile to have TAA is the most important piece of the lineup and none of the goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because a, a goal from Salah and he's still not going to outscore the forward range by that much. And that's especially true if you factor in his salary. A goal from Alexander-Arnold to Chilwell, they're going to crush the competition at defense and you won't be able to make it up. So, yeah, it just it all makes sense to uh, prioritize those expensive defenders over these expensive forwards. But we say that and it's going to be Chilwell and Trent Alexander-Arnold have like nine or ten point games. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be two center backs with braces. Yeah, and then you know what happens then? It's just turn on the turn on the UFC. 
Yeah, time for UFC. Right? Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're on the same page. Um, is there uh, anything we forgot or anything else you want to mention? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think we we go go through it pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. I mean, there's yeah. not. What would you consider the only other thing? The other other uh, contrarian strategy would be, what about playing the other game? I mean, like. Right. He says yeah. Southampton Watford, you stacked five guys from that game. I mean, like, are right. you are you even considering that type of thing? Um Brentford Burnley, five yeah. four. I mean, like maybe I'm maybe I'm not considering it, but I think it's okay. I mean, we just saw last week uh all those games had low totals and a, a couple of them went off and would have been great, great for stacks. Um yeah, and I think it just makes I think it makes sense just from like a game theory perspective because they're not going to be nearly as popular with all the big favorites and everyone in those games are cheaper. So if you're going to get these cheaper guys who are going to be less popular who you know, yeah, absolutely makes sense. The, the um, only reason that the only reason I would say against it it's very similar to that goalkeeper question. If we if we took we replaced two of these big favorites with just normal games I'd be more on board to say, oh, Man City are a huge favorite, and then there's four other games. Mm-hmm. But what happens if Man City fails? What happens if it's only a one-nothing game? Mm-hmm. Well, then then stacking the lower total game is fine. But we got three of these types of games. So it's very so unlikely like, that they all fail. That they all right. So like like for me to play like uh Ivan Tony and Chris Wood and Ashley Westwood and stack up like it just it just seems like the ceilings of these those two other games are so much lower. That yeah. even if they do, even if they are three to two games, mm-hmm. one of these favorites is going to win four nothing, and right. and you're just going to need that game. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's probably probably better to just have a piece or two uh, from from some of these lesser games. It's, it's probably tough to get there with a stack with uh, at least one of these favorites going to score three, four, five goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as we say that, let, let's we'll watch we'll watch all these three big favorites. When you know one nothing, and uh, Brentford puts up six goals mm-hmm. against Burnley. Well, hopefully, but that's not, not that's the variance. That's what that's 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 why don't don't do the normal things in GPPs. That's why you know finding the cheap goals and finding you know contrarian ways to play. But it's the soccer contests are not large enough that you have to go nuts nuts. So most of the time you still are playing you know a good four or five chalk pieces in your lineup anyway. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And that's fine. The, you get enough leverage from having some lower own pieces elsewhere. Um, yeah, but that's, that's it for me. You could always sign up for a Rotowire uh, soccer trial. I always look at this, this cheat sheets. It's a one stop that Ryan, like to me, like if you play DFS, like if you just use it, like you could literally load up the cheat sheet for like any slate mm-hmm. on FanDuel and DraftKings, Yahoo, anything. And like just from the sheet, play like any slate you want with a competitive lineup. The absolutely the the information at Roto Wire is great. I still use it for every slate. Like you said, they, they have everything where it's not it, picks. By the way, a lot of people think cheat sheet is like, oh, here are the picks of the slate. I know you write an article like that, mm-hmm. but we're talking about the cheat sheets where it just shows expected lineups, the odds right. report. You know, implied it's, goal totals, clean sheet, the anytime goal scorer odds, the free kick tracker, and the per 90 player stats. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like the, it's all in one place. And just like, if you want to play a two game slate, 
from the French league or whatever showdown from uh, the Mexican league or whatever. I mean, like just does, does a cheat sheet automatically generated. Yep. Show you everything. Have everything. It's the first right. thing I do. Look at the goal odds, look at the free kick tracker. Yep. Um, okay. Thanks, Jordan. Um, I will be back on Monday and Tuesday doing the Champions League podcast with Luis. But um, good luck to everybody for Saturday. Uh, thanks again, Jordan.